This sermon is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Pastor Tony Cahoot. And so, if you're looking with me this morning in the book of Ephesians, chapter 5 and verse number 20, I'm going to be speaking on this subject, giving thanks always. But I want to read this simple verse for you. The scripture says, giving thanks always. I, I have made mention of this many times. I don't know if you are accustomed to writing in your Bible. But if you do, I'd like for you to underline that word always. I have it highlighted in mine. Giving thanks always. And then look at this. You might even want to put it in parentheses. For all things. Giving thanks always for all things. Unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so let's think about the message today. Giving thanks always. I truly believe that this at all times thing that we are focusing on this morning this commandment to give thanks always for all things. And it is a commandment to thank God for all things and to thank him for all things always, I believe perhaps is one of the hardest commandments in all of the Bible. Thanksgiving is to possess a spirit of gratitude. It's to possess a spirit of thanksgiving because none of us are worthy of anything that God gives us. None of us deserve it. And the truth of the matter is this, no matter how much he blesses us and prospers us, by human nature alone, we are prone more to complain and murmur than we are to rejoice and to give him praise and honor. But if we are able to get to this spiritual place that the Apostle Paul is talking about, to give God thanks always, if we're able to get to this place in our spiritual life, then we're going to praise him and we're going to thank him no matter what. When we're able to do this, when we're able to practice what Ephesians 5.20 says, we're going to find that it is the secret to a very happy and productive life. Psalms 34, verse number one, and this is a scripture that's been included after the outline was printed, and I want them to get the scripture on the screen as you see it today. I want you to look what the Bible says. The scripture says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And in the book of Hebrews, the word says this in chapter 13, verse number 15, by him therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. And so as Thanksgiving is just around the corner, I jotted down four questions about being thankful. 
And I hope that you'll follow along with us today and insert yourself, include yourself in the message and the word today. The first question is this, when should I be thankful or when should we be thankful? The Holy Spirit let the Apostle Paul to write always. Now, look at it carefully because if Paul had used the word sometimes, I mean, you put the word sometimes in the scripture and take out the word always just for a moment. I'm not inviting you to tamper with the word of God, but I think you get the idea. If Paul had said the word sometimes, then that probably would not have been too complicated for most of us. Now, I know that someone probably is asking the question right now, well, pastor, does this verse mean that we are to be thankful when things go wrong in our life? Well, let me ask you the question, who's per from whose perspective? Because from God's perspective, if we are truly kept by the power of his almighty hand, we have to keep in mind that God is not the one who manufactures evil. But he allows hardship to interact with our lives for reasons. He doesn't manufacture it. He doesn't manufacture sin. He doesn't manufacture evil, but he allows things. Keep this in mind. Nothing will ever come across your path as a child of God that first has not gone through his permissive hand. Keep this in mind. You're saying, well, pastor, does that mean that I'm to give God praise and I'm to thank him for things that go wrong in my life? Well, keep this in mind. Things never go wrong from the throne room of heaven. By that I mean this, God never has to make U-turns. God is never going in the wrong direction. God never ends up on dead ends. God never says, hey, let's back up and try something else. That's not the way God works. Well, pastor, how in the world can I be thankful when things do go horribly wrong in my life? As a born-again believer, let me ask you this question. Are you growing in grace? Are you growing in faith? Because if you remain a spiritual babe, and the word teaches us, let's move on, the word says, beyond the milk and desire the meatful things of the word of God. You've got to ask yourself the question, am I a stronger Christian today than I was a year ago at this time? Am I growing in grace? When things go wrong in our life as a believer, we simply have to trust the heart of our Father God. And we have to remember that we are kept by the power of God. We have to learn how to use obstacles to grow stronger in the faith. Most of us are well familiar with Romans chapter 8, verse number 28. And the word says, and we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God and who are the called according to his purpose. That's a scripture that probably most of us have mastered by now. And let me remind you of something in connection with this verse. When we get to heaven, we're going to realize that God never allowed one sorrow too many. 
Can you wrap yourself around that just for a moment? You say, well, things don't always go my way. If they did, you'd be in heaven. Things are not going to be perfect here. This is not a perfect world. This is an imperfect world. There's coming a day, the word of God says, when there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth and the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. There's coming a day when this world, this earth will be perfected. But we are not there yet. And so when we get to heaven, we're going to realize that God never allowed one sorrow too many in our life because of this scripture right here. All things work together for the good. We will see that everything God allowed in our life was needful. We may not be able to see it right now, but we will see it in the by and by. Secondly, this morning, if things seem to be going south in your life because you have taken a stand for Christ, and remember the scripture in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse number 16, the word says this, yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. I've mentioned this more recent in recent sermons than perhaps in some time gone by, but I want you to understand that the world is definitely not on our side. As a believer, it is not on our side. Every believer who is walking with Christ and who is seeking to live a godly life, you're going to experience persecution. That's just the way that it is. But if you suffer for Christ, count it a privilege. The scripture says in Philippians chapter 1, verse number 29, for unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. So in our Christian walk, yes, in the faith, we're going to suffer. Number three, as a believer, if things are going wrong in your life, Consider this, are you sowing seed by the wayside? Are you sowing seed on stony ground? Are you sowing seed among the thorns? Because if you're doing that, God is not going to let you get away with it. The scripture says this in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourge every son whom he receiveth. And so when that happens, as a believer, we all have to, we have to be thankful for the long arms of God and his correction. But this particular verse gets way more deeper than things going wrong. Giving thanks to God always for all things. All things means this. When unexpected sickness comes into your life, when things like this come about, unexpected sickness in our life. I want to admonish you to do something extremely beneficial for you. Because if we're not careful, we can focus on the turn of events within 24 hours or 48 hours or 72 hours. 
things that have just overwhelmed us suddenly out of nowhere. But listen, when things like this happens, take time to thank God for the health that he gave you yesterday. Thank him for the good days that he gave you. Thank him for the healthy days that he gave you. When unexpected sickness comes into your life. And then when death shows up, and I just read you a list of people who are going through unbelievable agony and bereavement right now. But when death shows up, thank God for the time that he gave you with your loved ones. Appreciate these blessings of God. So all things, thanking God all things always is very deep and it's a very serious commandment. I believe that as we're getting closer to Thanksgiving, it's a very good occasion to talk about gratitude. But let me remind you of something that one day out of 365 is certainly not enough. Psalm 68 verse 19 says, Blessed be the Lord who daily, this is one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, who daily, every single day, and we need to be reminded of this, every single day that we draw breath, we can wallow in misery, we can murmur and complain, but listen, the word says that God every single day, blessed be the Lord who daily, loadeth us up with benefits, even the God of our salvation, Selah. Now, according to this scripture right here, every single day, God gives us a fresh load of blessings. Now, why does he do this? Because he's certainly not obligated to, but because of his unconditional love. And here's the truth of the matter. If we're not navigating our walk and our journey in the faith if we're not being consumed with gratitude and appreciation, if we're not taking time to thank God for all of the healthy days that he gave us, all of the good days he gave us, if we don't take time to thank God for the, for the years that have gone by with our loved ones and with our friends, if we just get consumed with what's happening before us, then the question is this, if we're not thankful for God's blessings of yesterday, then why should he bless us another day? Truthfully, if he never blessed any of us, I can testify to this this morning personally, if God never blessed me another time, if he never blessed me another day, he's already blessed me way too much. But again, why should he bless us today and why should he bless us tomorrow if we don't take time to thank him for the blessings of all of our yesterdays? I think it would do us good if we pull some of the groans out of our life, some of the murmurs out of our life, some of the complaining out of our life and start shoving in some hallelujahs in our prayers. Think about that. And let me encourage you to do something. When you start taking out your murmuring and your complaining and you start shoving in some hallelujahs, never leave a hallelujah without a precious thank you, Jesus. 
Try that. Number two, again, what is it that we give thanks for? Look at this carefully. All things. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for your for the faith that you have given me. And the disciples said, increase our faith. Let me share something with you today. And I thought about this when I was putting this sermon together a few days ago. Some particular things to thank God for. And the first thing that I wrote down here was thank God for our faith. Every person that walks in the doors of Buford Road Baptist Church and sits in these pews, every single one is exposed to the truth. Listen carefully. There's not a person that's ever walked in the doors of this church and has to die with some type of hocus-pocus religion. Everybody that's ever walked in the doors of our church, listen, I don't give you a hope so salvation in the gospel presentation. Every person that walks in the doors of this church, you're watching by internet. When you leave this service today or you turn your computer off, you have heard the word of God. You know how to get to heaven. You have the truth. You don't have to go home and try to figure it out. What in the world was he talking about? I'm not giving you a poem or something from the National Geographic. I'm giving you the truth, the word of God. And we need to thank God that we have the truth right here in our hands. I want to encourage you. The second thing I wrote down is thank God for our church. A place of assembly, a soul-saving station for the lost. Praise God for those working behind the scenes and trying to help get everything in order. I'm telling you, in the early days of this COVID mess, and we were trying to get the lights right, we were trying to get the sound straight. Let me tell you something. I had 10 people back there at the soundboard trying to figure it out. And when people type in, I can't hear it. It needs this or it needs this. Listen, I've got people working like Roman Turks trying to figure it out. And I thank God for the place that we can come in and where our instruments are in tune and voices are blended and harmonies are sung. Lights are on, scriptures are on the screen. Listen, none of this stuff just happens. When I walked into the church today, I saw Brother Steve Carter outside of the door, outside with a vacuum cleaner on the porch. Right now, while I'm speaking, there's people in the nursery keeping kids watching the service on closed circuit television. There's people over here having ch children's church. There's people out there having junior church. And I'm telling you this, folks. We need to thank God for our church and thank God for the people that we have behind the scenes that's making all of this possible for us. Amen. Praise God for the believers. This is the next thing I wrote down on my list. Thank God for believers that we can come together in one accord 
And we can come together not only in faith, not only in assembly. The scripture says forsake not the assembling of ourselves together, but we can come together as believers to fellowship with one another. Praise God for a place where we can come in these doors. And at any point in time, we can come and lay our burdens down on the altar. We can bring our tears to the altar. We can give God the praise for his gratitude to us and his, his blessings upon us. Listen carefully. This December, we're going to celebrate 43 years as Buford Road Baptist Church, a little church on a little hillside in this community. And God has done many things for his glory right here. As of right now, 2021, as of right now, there have been 59 additions to this church already. Can somebody say amen? People have been saved. People have been baptized. The body has grown. And I'm, I'm so thankful. I give God the praise for every person who loves this place and walks in here with an attitude of praise. Because if you're not careful, the devil will steal your praise. The devil will steal your joy. The devil will steal your happiness. Somebody needs to get their praise on this morning. Amen. I'm so thankful for everyone here. I was reading a true story the other day and it gripped my heart and I made notations of it and placed it in my sermon and I thought about the depth of it. Listen to this. It was about a testimonial from a couple who had deeply and passionately loved their church. And their son had recently died on the battlefield and they wanted to give a very large, generous offering to the church in honor and memory of their son. And at the closing end of the service, this couple came forward to present their gift to the Lord. It wasn't to have a pat on the back and to have recognition. They truly wanted to I give it to the Lord and they had a testimony and they wanted to share it to the church and they did. They brought it down and the church was moved to tears, every one of them. And on the way home, you have to get this now, don't lose this. On the way home from church, another family was reflecting on what had happened just a few moments before at the conclusion of the service and the wife said to her husband in the car, she said this, why don't we give a large gift to the church just like the family who just did a few moments ago? And the husband said, why? Our son was not killed on the battlefield. And the sensitive wife said, well, don't you think that's a good reason to give? Don't you think that's a good reason to praise? Number three, what is a good way to give thanks? Let the word speak to your hearts today. How is it really possible to give God thanks for all things? First of all, when we give in the spirit, Ephesians 5.18, look at this. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. 
There's a big difference in the indwelling of the Spirit and being filled with the Spirit. To be filled with the Spirit is to be thankful. And there is no way a person can be Spirit-filled and unthankful at the same time. It's impossible. I think the mark of a Spirit-filled life is to be thankful. And when you are thankful, you're going to praise the Lord. I do this every single morning. I, I wrote down a scripture. You don't have it on your bulletin today, but maybe you can scribble it in somewhere. But in Acts chapter 16, verse number 24 and 25, it's a scripture that ministered to me several days ago, and I want to share it with you this morning. I, I, I've mentioned this to you before. Before my feet hit the floor in the morning, I'm already giving God praise. You know what I praise God for every single every single morning, every single night, and sometimes in the in-between time. Scripture says Daniel prayed morning, noon, and night. The first thing that I do, I thank God. I praise him for who he is. And I begin to praise God for who he is and what he is. I say, good morning, Lord, God the Father, I praise you, God, because you are Elohim, El Shaddai. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are the Lord God Almighty, and there is no one else but you. I praise you, God, because you sent Jesus to this earth to die on the cross for my sins and the sins of the world. I praise you, Father, because you raised Jesus from the dead. I praise you, Jesus, because you are the Messiah. You are the only begotten Son of God. You are my kinsman redeemer. You are the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Prince of peace. You are the way, the truth, and the life. I praise you, Holy Spirit, because you are the great comforter. You are the great intercessor. You are the one that puts a hedge of protection about me. You're the ones who governs my thoughts, my words. And so God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, I praise your holy name. I thank you, God, for bringing me safely and my family safely through the night, not only with your great grace and your great mercy, but with your gift of health and life. And I don't start my day without that, and I don't close my eyes at night without it. There's something about worship, and there's something about praise even when things are not going good, you have to put yourself in the realm of thanksgiving. And this scripture right here, Acts 16, 24 and 25, you say, well, what if I'm having a bad day? Well, let's look at this bad day. Who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison. When they threw Paul and Silas in jail, listen, they were not just putting them in the county lockup. This was the inner place of the prison. This was the dungeon. And notice this, and made their feet fast in the stocks. But when things were going bad and things were not working out and they were having a bad day, look at their response. And at midnight, in the midst of it all, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them. 
That's why I'm saying that what we need to learn how to do is take out some murmuring, take out some complaining, shove in a few hallelujahs and attach thank you Jesus to all of it. There are basically four different lines to line up in in life when it comes to this thing about thanking God always for all things. And you have four blanks on it. Maybe you want to take a few notes here, but there's a few places where we line up. The first is represented by people who are constantly complaining and grumbling. The second line is occupied by people who live lives of ingratitude. They may not complain all the time, but they're far too busy to thank God for his goodness and his obvious blessings in life. And number three, there's the line of people who do thank God, listen carefully, for his obvious, his obvious blessings. But I believe the best place to line up is in the line where we're grateful for all things all of the times because do you not realize, listen, and I say this very tactfully and, and very truthfully and very humbly, But do you know and realize that somewhere in the night somebody actually choked in this world who didn't see the light of day this morning in their sleep? I wonder how many times has God spared us in the middle of the night that we had no idea that he did. You know what that is? That is a blessing. It's a treasure unseen. And so thank God. Listen, it's one thing to thank God for the obvious. And it's good and it's healthy and we should. But there are a lot of things that God is doing behind the scenes in our life that are never manifested on this side of death. Maybe God, and he doesn't have to, but maybe God one day when we cross the great divide, maybe he will. But I'm telling you this, I believe that all of us have a guardian angel. I believe that all of us have the, the unseen hand working for us. And there are things going on in our life that we cannot see the spiritual warfare going on. But God one time after another is doing some great things for us on our behalf and for his glory that we may not see, but it does not excuse us. Thank you, God, for all things, whether I can see it, whether I can touch it, whether I can feel it. God, just thank you, thank you, thank you for what you're doing in my life. Whether I see it or I don't see it, When we get to that place, then we've learned the secret of real joy. Remember this, it's the will of God that we be thankful and rejoice always. You listen to Pastor Tony Cahoot. For more information, visit our website at BufordRoadBaptistChurch.com.